Virtually all of us have gone through a liberal phrase, most of us grow out of it. While the interest may not have lasted that long, few of us parted ways with the left as mortal enemies. But the mild disdain which our youthful interest used to be observed is no more. The strongest conservative voices are often recovering liberals. To be fair, the title of this piece might have been better titled, What is Liberalism and Why Has It Become So Toxic? Because liberalism, it was not always what we see today. Liberals led the fight against slavery and many other civil rights movements. Liberalism meant freedom from physical and mental oppression to so many of us. Liberalism's message was that if we were free, we would all live better lives. But there was an enemy in our midst. The state was initially viewed as the enemy of the liberal agenda. As liberalism became toxic, it was simultaneously being ingested by the state. When liberalism was liberal, it was a conservative state that fought against reform. It was the conservatives who opposed opening the door to new liberties. Conservatives truly were the reactionaries. How things have changed. It is not that conservatives have become liberal. They still hold back reformist policy. In many ways, conservatives remain old school and still look back to an imaginary better time, if not to a golden age. But now liberals see themselves as progressives, as a party even more devoted to constant and radical change. But it gets more difficult to make any sense of this apparent devotion to change for the sake of change. Conservatives appear to oppose any and all change and liberals appear to embrace every reform, no matter how bizarre or abnormal. No wonder the divisions grow deeper. If we postulate, for the sake of argument, that the world is not perfect and changes had to be made, it follows that obfuscation of the right was never helpful. If we acknowledge the liberals were technically right and their desire to change things, then have we any right to ask what happened between the civil rights movement of the 60s and drag queen story hour of 2022? Change is change and always good is the liberal mantra. Yet not even they believe this. What happened to liberalism is what happened to the 60s movement. The right found a way to profit from rebellion. It is remarked the right never lets a crisis go to waste. There is always a way to profit from it. If this is so, surely there are many ways to profit from a mass movement. Being a hippie got trendy and the civil rights movement became a growth industry. The proliferation of hippie paraphernalia ended up making a lot of persons rich and hippies a fashion statement. It was the economics of the right inserting themselves into the politics of the left that created socialism. The plight of the unfortunate became an untapped resource that the greed of the right and the social justice of the left could co-conspire on. It was not enough to free the slaves or give women the vote. It became vital to obtain a piece of the action. The reformer worked as a contractor. Reform was promised upon payment of a small premium. But to understand fully the fall of liberalism, we have to understand the lure of evil and its ability to corrupt even the best of intentions. The lure of evil can be equated to the lure of easy money. Easy money is a lottery win, stolen goods, or scam, pyramid scheme, or even a program that makes our money work for us. In reality, reform takes work. The norm can be considered the resting state of nature. The world without man is the zero state or resting state of nature. To this norm, humans add work. 
According to the laws of physics, established by an incredibly brilliant British white man called Isaac Newton, a body at rest remains at rest and a body in motion remains in motion until the body in motion meets a body at rest with sufficient mass to absorb the energy of the motion. Work adds value to the resting state. This changes the state and in doing so it changes the asset worked on. But according to the laws of Newton, we only get out as much as we put in. If the person steals, defrauds, wins a bet, or puts their money to work, there is a potential for large payoffs for little work. What has to be understood that this is true only in an isolated system and it is inherently unstable. One cannot steal what is not there, regardless of how smart a thief one is. No state, regardless of all the guns and power in the world, regardless of all the money it prints, can bestow a single cupcake on its most favorite citizen until someone bakes it. Socialism is the greed of the right and the virtue signaling of the left working in tandem to control the social narrative and the disposition of all wealth and property. It is all done in the name of democracy which is the abdication of the people to their rights. The state transforms the human rights of a citizen into the legal rights of a subject. Man becomes domesticated under the transformative power of the regulatory state. Why worry, says the subject, when the state will always provide. But what is not established is who will bake the cupcake and who will allocate the crumbs. This is why liberalism is toxic. If normalcy is a reconciled account, then social toxicity measures how many accounts are in arrears and the balance on average. When too few bake and too many eat, there is general impoverishment. When the plight of our fellow man has become an asset and benefit to business interests and service organizations, the very system we live in is toxic. When we reach out, only to those who have a bounty attached to their identity, or help is given on a profit per unit basis, we are as venomous serpents poisoning everyone with our touch. But as is the new liberalism, and it is toxic, destructive, and needs to be excised from the body politic.